guys, and welcome to episode number 65. Uh, special episode today, as it is the 30th time in my life that uh, I get to celebrate the day of my birth. So, shout out to myself. Happy birthday for being on this earth for you know 30 years and blessing you guys with my presence and some of you guys with my sports knowledge or lack thereof or for whatever reason you do give us give this a listen um just a little bit to uh to get into since the last episode we had uh louisville's picked up a uh, another couple of wins and picked up another couple of football coaches uh, picked up some picked up a loss as well <laughs> um i previewed the indiana game i'll talk about that a little bit um and just talk about some stuff that's gone on since the last time uh, I've recorded. Uh, I believe coaches, which were Brian Brown and Frank Ponce, uh, since then they have added uh, multiple coaches. Uh, today they uh, they they also announced Stu Holt as the tight ends and special teams coach. Uh, Stu Holt, Western. Uh, he, he was at Western Kentucky. He spent the last four years and um, joins uh, joins Louisville, the uh, tight ends and special teams coach. Uh, Dwayne Ledford is a huge pickup for Louisville. Uh, turned uh, turned out a lot of good offensive linemen there at North Carolina State. Uh, Louisville fans know that they were – Tough to get to. It was tough to get to quarterback with him and and everything. So I think it's a solid pickup for Louisville with um, with Dwayne Ledford. Uh, I I don't know a lot about Stu. And see, I'm I'm wondering how many of the guys we will get moved over from the staff. Get some guys from outside of his circle that he has. Uh, I told you guys the guys that I was looking at before. There's still two guys that I'm looking to add. Uh, Court Dennison, the big one, and Justin Stepp at our end this past weekend. Uh, one of them being Aiden Robbins, the running back from uh, Louisville Manual, um, who did announce yesterday that uh, it looked like it was a, it looked like it was a little bit of BYU, uh, but it looks like he will actually uh, honor his commitment, sign uh, tomorrow, actually enroll early. From what I'm hearing, it looks like all three of Louisville's current Aiden Robbins running back from uh, Louisville Dupont Manual, just like I, just like I said, Zach Williamson, a six six two seventy five offensive Spring Valley uh, High School, Georgia, uh, who is six four three hundred. From what I have heard, all three of those guys will sign, uh, will sign Wednesday and will enroll early. So that definitely helps. A um, we had two quarterbacks. At two quarter, one of them is the current uh, is a current commit to uh, Appalachian State that Scott Satterfield uh, visited this for. Uh, had a lot of records there at Ball State. Actually announced today that he would, uh, in fact, transfer to. Um, if I had to guess at this moment, I would guess that uh, Louisville will get Evan Conley. Uh, I know they'll go after uh, the transfer out of Georgia. Uh, Justin Fields blew up to a five-star. We actually had, I think we had either an in-home visit or um, 
when he was a sophomore, or I think he was a sophomore, and uh, his dad is actually from the city. So, I mean, would it be great to get him? Yes. Do I think that we could, or do I think that we will? No. Uh, but, hey, it's it's always nice to hope. It'd be nice to get Justin Fields. Justin Fields is actually the uh, number one quarterback from this past class, was the backup to uh, the backup at Georgia this past year. Uh, the only thing that really that really sucks though is that you know they already blew his redshirt year for this year because he played in I believe uh, eight or nine games when I read it the other day. So uh, I think Louisville will definitely will definitely try to get him. They said the early three front runners you got are uh, Ohio State, uh, Florida State. You got to think that one of those three guys or one of those three teams will probably get. I guess it would. It would probably be Florida State. Uh, he seems like a guy that wants to kind of stay south. But, hey, you never know. We're, crazier things have happened than, than Louisville getting Justin Fields, and I would not hate it at all if we got him. Now, another guy that I think that Louisville will get, like I said, I think I think Louisville will get Evan Conley, the three-star uh, quarterback that is currently committed to uh, Appalachian State. The uh, the other Louisville will get uh, – his dad was actually quoted saying, "If Louisville offers, he will commit." And I think with Louisville losing uh, Riley Neal to Vanderbilt, former uh, Michigan State quarterback, actually played at a uh, a junior college that a lot of people uh, may have heard of, East Mississippi Community College. And any of you guys out there that watched Last Chance, you um, that's the so. Uh, hopefully, that doesn't spoil this season for Last Chance. You if they have another one, because uh, you know that. The team that's going to be on isn't going to win a title. So, um, again, his name is Messiah DeWeese. It is his name is Messiah. Um, who knows? I don't. It'd be nice if he could come in here and make a difference from the beginning. Um, other other news, you know, since since the last episode we had, um, I'm never a guy that is. I won't actually. I won't say I'm never a guy. Uh, I myself, I don't like losing. Uh, I would actually consider myself a bad loser. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I never, I never take losing well in anything. So, um, I, I it led the whole, let not really led the whole way, but led a lot of the game towards the end. I, I was happy with Louisville's effort. Uh, I think Louisville around the. Vermont or Southern game. I mean, he's yeah because we go game he gets in foul trouble, uh, never really comes back to. Uh, he had a decent game against big games. Another one is the guy that I always defend is VJ King. If we can get those two guys, he's to throw up fifteen points and and four steals and and six rebounds. But it'd be nice if VJ can get his point average up to eight or ten and you know average about three four rebounds and a couple of. Six. I do have season tickets for those of you that don't know, so I get to see a lot of these games. And at the beginning of the season, you can sit all the time. Uh, I, I, you know me, I'm, I'm a de-escalator one time, even the Michigan State game. Michigan State game, I still sat lower level. Uh, how, how can I say this? Is his uh, post position. Uh, the thing is, he starts his post position way too far out. He lets even sm- left or right-hand jump hook, and it – when you're sitting, you know, 12, 15, 
or, or when you're sitting, you know, almost to the in between the free throw line and the block, it's tough to get that jump hook to go in. So he lets these small guys push him out, and then he's doing a jump hook from midway through the lane with a guy jumping in his face instead of right underneath the rim doing a jump hook or you know doing a drop step and banking it in or drop step dunk. He's he's getting pushed way too far out. VJ King, um, I don't even know where to start. Um, one thing that bugs the the crap out of me though is if you're a Louisville fan and you go to games, one thing I want you to always notice, and, you, and here's the thing, you may not be able to notice because you may be one of these people. VJ King, it's it's like he's murdered someone in every and like every Louisville's person, every Louisville fan's family. This guy, first of all, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and give you the reason why I defend this kid. First of all, he stayed committed when you, stuff came out and we self-imposed a ban. He didn't know what was gonna happen the next year, so he comes in, plays, uh, plays one year with uh, Donovan Mitchell, goes to the turn. Freshman that plays under Patino, you don't get a lot of playing time outside of like Samardo Samuels. There's a very the next season. Rick Pitino, in, in between the season, Rick Pitino gets fired because he doesn't get much playing time. But then you lose the coach that you're trying to learn from. Him for that, he didn't have a lot of time, and he didn't have a lot of experience. I mean, that guy was running practice weeks before he got an assistant. And he just threw together a staff, and and then you get this season, and he has Chris Mack. And uh, he started the season that V.J. King does not play hard. Um, and... I go see a sports psychologist. At this point, he's in his own way. Uh, I don't think he's a bad kid. You never hear anything bad about him. And I, I wish he would figure it out because I want him to succeed more than anybody that's when he could have decommitted when when everybody everybody else was into it. He could have left. He could have transferred. He could have done all that. Louisville. Uh, I, I love VJ King as a as a player. Uh, I think he has a lot of the bad because I want so many people to eat crow. I'm so tired of just hearing the bad mouthing of of a Indiana took a 68-67 loss. Uh, it was a four point game and uh, tremendous effort. That's the thing about this team is, uh, even or they came in with wins over uh, TCU on the road. Uh, they beat SMU on the road, I believe. Um. Uh, Let's see. They came in a uh, with two losses. One was to Belmont. The other, or, I'm sorry, they lost twelve twice to Belmont. And Louisville pulled off a uh, 72-68 win over Lipscomb. And that was one of the that was where you really this team being Louisville. Louisville took a ten point lead with about uh, ten and a half minutes left in the game. They just they buckled down. Got the win. It was it was a lot like uh, the overtime period against Michigan State. Uh, they dug their feet in, said, "No, I'm not letting this team come back." And Saturday they beat Kent State, 83 to 70. The game was a lot. The game was not as close as what the score says. Um, Kent State had a guard um, by the name of uh, Justin Walker, I believe. Like it is Jalen Walker. I apologize, Jalen Walker. So Jalen Walker uh, for Kent State, 
9 of 17 from the field, 3 of 5 from the free throw. Had seven threes. Uh, and uh, I thought we played really good defense. Uh, I thought we played really good defense tonight. So You, you don't see shots that – he was just hitting big time shots, and sometimes you just have to give that. Poor Louisville fans are just like, "Whoa!" I mean, it, he hit some crazy shots. Hold them off and get the and get the victory. So Louisville moves ahead. They play Robert Morris coming up on Friday. Um, I don't think they should have any trouble in that game at all. Robert Morris is not a very good team at all. Uh, I just think it's funny that. Um, Louisville plays Robert Morris and uh, Louisville plays Robert Morris and uh, Kentucky back-to-back games. Uh, Louisville does play Kentucky in the KFC Yum Center on December the 29th. So that should be a good matchup, I think. Um, if you ask me, and this is an unbiased opinion in my in my opinion, uh, I do think Louisville should win that game. I think Louisville has been more consistent. Uh, Louisville did beat Seton Hall at Seton Hall. Kentucky lost to Seton Hall in a neutral court. Uh, Louisville hasn't played Duke. They don't play Duke until after they play Kentucky. Um, but either way, it's the battle for the bluegrass. I think it'll be a great game. Um, I'll try to do something uh, special for that as far as getting some people on here. Uh, who knows? Maybe I can get some people on here to preview with me, and uh, hopefully, you know, get Louisville to. Um, I mean, I know myself, I'm not going to will Louisville to get a win, but uh, it would be great to see Louisville get a win, especially in Chris Mack's first season. You get this win here, uh, you get a majority of your team back. I know you lose Christian Cunningham, Quan Four. Um, you lose. Uh, I'm sorry, my mind just went totally blank. You lose. Uh, you lose Quan Four. You, you you lose Kristen Cunningham. Uh, you also lose Akoye Gal. But then you get uh, Aiden Agehan, Samuel Williamson, uh, David Johnson. Uh, you get the kid from. Uh, I can't. I'm sorry. I can't say his name. <laughs> You get the kid from uh, Huntington. Uh, you get the kid from Huntington who is... If you haven't seen the videos of this kid... Uh, if you haven't seen the video of this kid shooting, this kid has a stroke. And you will get to see him on TV uh, sometime soon because Huntington's always on TV. Um but, he, I mean, that kid can fill it up. And the thing is, is not only can he fill it up, but he also has said, you know what, uh, I know I, in my mind I don't think that my game is ready. So I am going to come in and I'm going to redshirt. So Louisville's class, again, like I said, Aiden Agehan, who is listed at four stars on 247, he'll go up. Uh, if you haven't seen any of his games, you need to look up his stats. Uh 40, 42 and 23 the other day in a game in, 20, in three quarters. Another game where he had like 29 and 17 with five threes. Samuel Williamson's been filling it up. David Johnson, uh, one of the best players in the state of Kentucky. Jalen Withers out of Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, Josh Nickelberry, who has been filling it up as well. 
in uh, in North Carolina, and then Quinn Zelensky is the kid's name from Huntington. Um, is the kid that will redshirt. Um, now, barring we lose anyone from this team to the NBA, which I don't expect, uh, this team is going to be phenomenal. So if you beat if you beat Kentucky this year. You go to Rupp most likely as the favorite next season, especially with how this team has struggled this season, this team being Kentucky. Uh, I mean, you get absolutely embarrassed by Duke. Uh, you struggle at home. You struggle at home in a couple of games. Uh, with um, you, struggle, you struggle at home with uh, VMI. You struggle at home and are losing for a while against, uh, I think it was UNC Greensboro. Um and you lose at you lose in a neutral site game. I guess it was pretty much a road game to Seton Hall, but you lose to Seton Hall. And not only that, I I'm gonna say something on here. And if I end up eating crow, it's whatever. Uh, I'm not I'm not afraid to to put my opinion out there. Um, wow, I'm kind of surprised. Actually, uh, I'm pulling up stuff on ESPN about Louisville and Kentucky. They've actually put Louisville as the favorite now, even though Kentucky's still number 19. So, uh, pulling up Kentucky's schedule, they get blown out by Duke. Um, the other, They barely beat VMI. Winthrop, they struggled with for a while. Uh, yeah, it was UNC Greensboro. They ended up winning by 17, but they were losing at halftime and losing a lot of the second half and won down the stretch. Um, now, they didn't have any trouble with Utah, uh, but, I mean, we'll see... Uh, what happens with uh, North Carolina? They do play North Carolina on the twenty second, which I believe is Saturday. Yeah, they play they play North Carolina on Saturday at five fifteen. So that'll be an interesting matchup. Um, but what I was saying, so Kentucky loses to Seton Hall, and to me, there was a very very troubling statement that was made by Cal. Um, Again, Cal has always been the guy that, since he's been in Kentucky at least, he's always been the one-and-done guy that gets players to the NBA. Go to Kentucky so you can go to the NBA. Something that I've always said was I never understood why John Calipari got so much credit for putting players in the NBA. Uh, I'll give him credit for getting some of these guys to come together, when they seem like they have egos. But something that I never really gave him credit for outside of maybe a handful of players was getting players to the NBA. You cannot tell me that John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, Eric Bledsoe, and uh, Anthony Davis, uh, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, Devin Booker. I mean, you can't tell me guys like this. uh, Carl Anthony Towns. You can't tell me that these guys were not already going to make it to the NBA. These kids could have gone to somewhere like Missouri. They could have gone somewhere UNC Greensboro. They could have gone FIU, uh, Florida Gulf Coast. They could have gone anywhere and still been the number one pick or still been picked towards the top of the draft. I mean, look at look at what – I mean, he he's losing his touch with this stuff. He's losing kids to – Duke a lot. He's losing kids to Kansas. He's losing kids to Oklahoma. Uh, I mean, everywhere. 
and these kids are noticing now. I mean, you have you had Porter that played for Missouri last year that still went in the lottery pick. You had Trey Young that played for Oklahoma. Uh, you had kids that gone to Duke, and I mean, Duke this season just absolutely obliterated Cal at his own game. I mean, uh, what is it? Four of their four of their five starters for for Duke are freshmen, and they beat Kentucky by thirty. So, I think the game is. Uh, this is where, I, this is where I make my statement here. I think the game is passing John Calipari by, because a lot of these kids realize they don't have to go to Kentucky, and deal with what he, deal with how he talks to players. Because if you see him on TV, a lot of times he yells. I'm, no one will ever compare to Bob Knight. By the way, another thing: if you haven't seen the thirty for thirty on Bob Knight, watch it. If you liked him, it'll probably make you dislike him. If you disliked him, it'll probably make you hate him. I disliked him, made me despise the guy. Sorry for that small plug. I was just I was just saying that. But he yells at his players and a lot of the a lot of kids in this generation don't take that stuff. As much as you want to say, well that's soft, well but doesn't matter. You have to adjust to the times just like every other coach has every other time in every other era. You have to adjust to what kids are doing now. And he adjust, he now he was way ahead of the curve when it came to the one and done stuff. But one thing he has not adjusted well to is after other people adjusted to what he was doing, even if it was there four or five four or five years later after what he did, he hasn't done something else. He has not figured out the get a couple of guys that are solid four to, two to three year players, mixing them with his one and done guys, and he hasn't figured out how to do that consistently. He's done that a couple of times, which has gotten him to the thirty eight one team, which got him to his national championship team, but he hasn't figured out how to do it consistently. And the other thing that's a problem is another thing that I've said for years. Cal is not a great X's and O's guy. He's one of the best motivators we'll see in the game. He's also one of the greatest recruiters we'll ever see. But one thing he's never, in my eyes, been known for is an X's and O's guy. I mean, you go back to the 2010-2011 season when he had John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins, Eric Bledsoe, and, and that whole team, and they lose to a West Virginia team that had no business playing with them. All because he didn't tell tell his guys to stop stop shooting threes. Uh, I mean, you go back to the thirty eight and one team to that lost to Wisconsin. All that team had to do was pound the ball inside, but for some reason he kept the Harrison twins in there who kept shooting outside shots. So, I I, I think it's I think the game's passing him by. People may disagree with me. I don't know, but I think. Uh, we've definitely starting to see the back end of his career. Uh, if I had to guess, this is, again, I don't have any inside sources when it comes to them. This is just me throwing something against the wall and seeing if it'll stick. I think we'll see the end of Calipari at Kentucky here within the next couple of years. I think he's getting fed up with it. I think you look at the quotes uh, that he had after the Seton Hall game uh, when they lost. You know, I told my guys to pretend like they won. What are you talking about? I told my kids to pretend like we won the game. It makes zero sense to me. 
Um, I'm anxious to see what the dynamic is because I'll be honest with you. Um, I think he's lost his mojo since Patino's not here. <laughs> when Patino was here, he did a great job of doing it. As much as I hate to say that, he did. He did a great job at beating Patino. He did a great job at beating Patino in the media, beating him for recruits, beating him in the game. Uh, I just he that I I don't know what it was. I I don't know what it is. If the game's passed him by, or if he just lost his mojo now, that it's like he doesn't care as much, or he's just, I don't know. He just doesn't seem to be into it as much. But um, I'd like to see the dynamic that he and Mac have. Uh, I wonder if it's going to be a friendly relationship. If it's going to be, if you ask me, I hope I hope it's like Mac and Cronin. Uh, I'd love to see. I'd love to see that uh, between them. I just. I don't know. I don't like Kentucky. I never have. Uh, I have some of my best friends that are big Kentucky fans, and we talk about stuff, but they know that I don't like them at all. I don't ever cheer for them. I know I never will. Uh, I'm never one of those. I'm never one of those guys that says bring the championship back to the state. Uh, if I'm going to do that, I'll cheer for Western. I don't want. I don't want that team down there in Lexington to win. I'd be fine with them losing every. I'd, I'd be fine with them winning every other regular season game other than against us, just so it makes our win look better, and then losing the first game in the tournament. That's all I care about. Just don't win the title and win every other game but ours, except for in the tournament. So, guys, sorry it's been a little bit um, for the listeners that um, wrote me on Facebook and wished me a happy birthday. I thank you guys so much. Um, 30 years is <laughs> crazy to say that that I'm 30 years old. Um, I don't know. It just it's crazy. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoying this episode. Uh, I'll be uh, updating us some more about the coaching staff once it's rounded out. Uh, the basketball season, uh, as well as some basketball recruiting uh, or football recruiting. Uh, the early signing period, like I said, is December 19th. Uh, we'll see if what Louisville picks up. I think it'll just be those three guys, and then uh, they'll really dig their their feet in once we fill once we fill out the uh, or once they fill out the coaching staff and try to get into February and 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 fill out the rest of those scholarships. So, uh, by the way, I'm seeing something on on TV here. I haven't shouted out Lamar Jackson. Uh, you know, this podcast has been one of the biggest supporters of Lamar Jackson. I told a lot of people. Going into the draft, that a lot of people would kick themselves in the butt for uh, passing on Lamar. Uh, Lamar's four and one as a starter, uh, leading Baltimore into the playoff race. Uh, loved, I love that guy. I love how competitive he is, and uh, he hasn't even reached anywhere close to his full potential. Uh, once he gets comfortable throwing the ball, his legs will do things that uh, no one's seen in the NFL. So. Guys, keep liking, keep sharing. Uh, I'm going to keep putting these out. Hopefully you all uh, have a good week. Uh, I've had a great birthday so far. Uh, It's almost over. It always sucks when your birthday is coming to an end because then you realize that no one has to treat you good anymore. (laughs) So you guys have a great one. Hopefully you enjoyed this one, and I'll talk to you all later. Beef out.